0: Of Quint, we're gonna go to you next. Lovely, all right. So, when we left you, you had just been given a business card and sort of set off on your way. Okay, give me a couple sentences of what you did and what you've been doing.
1: So, I imagine Quint coming home with his new uniform already.
0: Oh, so okay, you're gonna have joined Aegis first and then go, home. got it. So, we'll play that out, but because Quint is very impulsive. So do you go straight from the event to Aegis headquarters? I think so, yeah. Got it. Let's we'll start there. And then we'll play that out. And then uh, you can tell me what you're doing. I figured that would be down the line a little bit. No. Great. Okay. So you got a, uh, a business card with a phone number on it that just said Nova Squad on the front. Let's go from there.
1: Walking away from the, the graveyard, Quentin pulls out his cell phone and dials. Actually, it just hits Redell because he already called it.
0: Didn't you just call me?
1: Yeah, but I have a proposition for you.
0: I don't think I know you that well.
1: You know, I think I'm going to like you. But I'm thinking more, do you have any interest in a superstar new recruit?
0: I have an interest in you as a new recruit. Same thing. We'll see. So, what are you doing right now? You know, I'm free. I think I'm going to like you. So, she texts you an address, which... Is Aegis headquarters, but the way the directions give you, it's like it takes you to the back of this other little building. That's kind of Aegis headquarters is this one big building, but then this is this little outbuilding that you've kind of never noticed before. It's not like overlookable; it's just boring, completely ordinary. And it takes you, uh it takes you to that
1: building. So I'm gonna go head over and I guess open the door and find out what's in there.
0: Yeah, uh, this this is like the most low key Aegis building you've ever seen. It opens the door opens into what looks kind of like a like a, a Dentist waiting room, brown carpet, bad pictures on the walls, magazines.
1: Okay. This is not what I expected, but I think I like it.
0: There's a receptionist desk with a late middle-aged woman, uh very receptionist in a seventies movie look. And she kinda like, Oh,
1: hi. Do you have an appointment? I don't think so, but red-headed speedster lady is waiting for me.
0: Got it, got it. Uh I don't want to keep you waiting, but do you have a seat for a second? We'll just just check in. Actually, no, never mind. Here, uh, she points to square in the carpet. that's a different color. Go ahead and stand there. It's going to take about two minutes to do the scan. And once you stand there, she presses a button under her desk. And suddenly, from out of the ceiling, this really high-tech cylinder descends around you. And it, it just it takes about a minute, scans you all over, and then goes back up into the ceiling Leaving you again in this this waiting room, she's looking down at something on her desk. Oh, cool. You're 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 good to go. Uh you have some really interesting chronographic signatures on you. Have you been I don't think you've been time traveling. What what have you been doing?
1: Less time and more space, sort of. Time space? Probably a little bit of both.
0: Interesting. I, I'm looking forward to getting you in the lab at some point. Uh but I, I, Gamma will be right here, and I, I have really interesting articles. She goes back to her Reader's Digest article.
1: I really don't like the sound of that. Reader's Digest? No, uh, need to get my hands on you.
0: <laughs> it it really—you're not kept waiting for very long, and uh, Gamma comes out. She's like she's been in the middle of something. She's drying her hands off on a towel. That was fast. I thought I was quick. You you just just coming in to do this?
1: I tend to make my decisions pretty quickly
0: come on back. Why don't you come to my office?
1: Sure. Just to make sure that I have the right idea here. This isn't standard Aegis, is it? This is not uh, what I expect from your standard recruiter's office.
0: Yeah, they get real fancy. We'd, we'd rather spend our funding on you know equipment than the pretty shiny office walls. Also, plastic is really hard to keep clean. This carpet does not show
1: stains. Hmm. And not even like an Aegis poster or anything on the wall. Well, we have the standard like
0: labor laws in the break room. It has an Aegis logo on it. Sure. Um, yeah. Our uniforms haven't, do you want an eagle? She she actually, so just to remind what Hugama is, she's a early twenties, less than 25 woman with very, very lot of red hair, long red hair. Uh, who's wearing the standard, similar to the standard Aegis uniform, which is dark slacks and a dark jacket thing that buttons across the chest. Uh, but it's got a different logo than, than you're used to seeing on it and then her name. Uh, she You want to see, see the eagle and she unsnaps the top of her jacket, which flips back and there's a si- bright silver embroidered eagle on the inside of it. Got an eagle.
1: Great. Um, well, at least you can hide that.
0: Well... Yes. Come on. And she, she takes you back to a, again, pretty standard office. This one's a little more high tech in that there's a bunch of computer equipment and gear and stuff. But the office itself, any office, park office. ah. So, you just said you wanted to join up. Still mean it?
1: Yeah, it, it feels right.
0: Are you joining up as quintessential hero, the son of the iconic pop star, iconic... Wait, hope? Hope. Hope. Yes. With a K's. Iconic hope.
1: I was actually kind of hoping we would keep that under wraps.
0: <sighs> Thank God. I, I did actually like you, and I was really worried I was going to have to kick you out.
1: Well, that's rude. You haven't even met me yet.
0: Saying I like you and I'm not going to kick you out? Yes. Got it. So, welcome to Nova Squad. We get a cool acronym because uh, we're part of Aegis and they like acronyms. But it also sounds pretty cool, so.
1: So what does that stand for? I
0: don't Ooh. think I've heard of it before. <laughs> Wait, one second. She, she, she like <laughs> rummages around in her desk. Okay. I never get this right on the first time. So I wrote it to Do not laugh at me or I'll hate you. Novel operation view and assessment. Nova. All it means is that we check stuff out before Aegis gets involved. <clears throat> or they pre-scouters. I like the Nova
1: part. Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. But Nova sounds cool. You can write it down.
0: That's why we have business cards. Uh, Anyway, what we do is kind of like what the name says. We check out things that Aegis hasn't dealt with before. Uh, Do risk assessment. uh, Look into new tech. Experiment with things. Try out new equipment. We also kind of fall outside the hierarchy a little bit. We're not the
1: typical Aegis agents? That makes me feel a lot better. I really wasn't looking forward to taking orders from Vanguard.
0: Oh, no. Uh, parallel hierarchies. He can't really tell us what to do, but we also can't tell him what to do.
1: Damn. Well,
0: one can hope. No, I, I like the guy. He's he's really, he knows what he's doing. He's a little old school, but he, he gets stuff done.
1: Yeah, he's good at what he does, but also what he does is just so old. I. I... Yes. But
0: there's a place for for classic antique heroing in in the world, too. We don't look as good on posters.
1: We don't. He does have a great body for posters. Interesting.
0: So, do you have any questions?
1: Yeah. So, um, how does your uh, basic training regimen work? Uh, Because I've been doing the standard Aegis one since I was like six.
0: Yeah, no, uh, we have our own routine. I I can go through all of that. She uh, hands you like, okay, look, I don't like papers. I don't like a lot of documentation, but this one's pretty useful. She hands you like a four page little booklet that's got just some general, here's the general training outline and where you go. And uh, we kind of are flexible on the schedule. Really, as long as you get your hours in, it doesn't really matter how you do it. I'm sure you're going to find some people you want to work with. Uh, we really like to pair people up that have opposing skills so you can kind of learn how to deal with one another. I will go through all that when we meet the team.
1: Got it. Um, and one last thing. Do you have any interest in interdimensional tech?
0: Wait, for real? Like working?
1: Yeah, I, I think I might have a contact for you.
0: Shit, yeah. Okay, we we got to talk. Uh like we'll get the paperwork done, uh, get your, your uniform, meet the team, and then we'll sit down and talk. Interdimensional stuff. Cool.
1: Yep. Oh, and there are more of those weird monk dudes, just so you're aware. We're probably going to want to deal with them. Okay. I'll put that on the list. And she goes
0: through a whiteboard and adds weird interdimensional monks to a list that also has like green dogs, possibly from Mars. And uh, that thing that breathes fire that we ran into
1: on Tuesday. So I'm picturing that whiteboard from I think it's Cabin in the Woods that just has a bunch of weird threats on it. Yeah,
0: that's that's what this is. And um, there's just
1: one that just says, just says David.
0: Yeah, there is one that's just crossed off. But yeah, uh, and she she reaches out her hand to shake, and
1: uh, Quint reaches out to shake it.
0: Yeah, so this faces uh, fades down on Gamma and Quint shaking hands with the Welcome to Aegis thing. Cool. You the character, you the player, have any questions or anything? No, I think I am good. Got it. Uh, oh, no, actually, we do need. So then what did you spend the rest of that month and a half or month doing?
1: Probably whatever Gamma thinks is uh, as basic training. Yeah, and who are you living yeah. with? Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be the standard uh, half. Got it. How did your parents react to you getting back? Um, I think... Mom was probably into it. Dad was less so because it is not flashy. Yeah. What I'm choosing to do.
0: Got it. So we'll get to We'll come back to that some
2: other session. Um, awesome. Cool.
1: We will open on Mystic and the elevator doors opening and the... Entire floor is basically Strix's apartment, and you see him up ahead already uh, waiting for you, and Juniper, welcome back. I have made some progress in the apartment, as you can see, but still quite a ways to go. I'm still having trouble liquidating my assets into a form with which I can make purchases, but it will do for now.
3: Oh, I I think it already looks nice. I mean... The library's good, at least.
1: It's not quite up to proper Haraway standards yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. But please come with me to the library and we can start uh, our training session today.
3: Yep, and she follows him right there.
1: Yes, uh, Juniper, I don't believe you've met uh, my new personal assistant. Mix Agrest. this is my... Should I call you my granddaughter? Would, would that work for you still? Uh, or?
3: Uh, sure. She's like, you know, looks a little awkward, but not like uncomfortable with that.
1: Yes, this is my granddaughter, Juniper, and she will be training with me in the, the office.
4: Of course, Mr. Haraway. And it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Miss Haraway, Uh Laureate will- do a little bow. Oh, uh, you you can call me Junie. Of course, Miss Junie here was.
3: That's perfect.
4: <laughs>
3: That's out of character.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid you won't be able to get them to call you by anything much more casual. Uh, it was a trait that the Florian I knew had as well. Quite interesting, actually, the, what commonalities they have.
3: Well, it's it's nice to meet you. Please do not mind me.
1: So then, shall we start with something simple? I would like you to attempt to manifest your magic in front of yourself. Concentrate it into a space in front of you. And I would like you to describe what this looks like for Junie.
3: Yeah, so um, this is similar to what we've seen her do before, only she's, you know, she's not, she's clearly not like, on edge, getting ready for a fight, like the other last time we saw her do it against Hive. She's just uh, holding her hands, like cupping them in front of her and can see a a small uh, ball of glowing magic form in front of her. It almost looks like a cartoon drawing of like a a star like flickering with uh, beams of light like swirling around it.
1: What colors are it?
3: I picture it most often as like white, maybe like some off-white, like yellow to it. Yeah, like a soft kind of glow. So this one is, this one is white.
1: So Strix examines your, your magic and you're a great deal more powerful than I was at your age, but it does seem that you still lack control and he does a similar thing, but his magic is in front of him, and it's a solid golf ball-sized sphere of green glowing magic. And it's, like, not even rolling or swirling, it's just a perfect pinpoint of light. But I do believe that this is something that we can work on and have you attain in short order.
3: Yeah, just, you know, guide me.
1: Of course, that is why I'm here. So, for our first exercise i would like you to it's difficult to explain this but i want you to imagine say drawing a three-dimensional shape in your head surrounding your magic and attempt to constrain it we're not creating shields i know you're already capable of that but just Attempting to use your force of will to concentrate it into a shape that is not what it wants to uh, constrain itself to.
3: Oh, okay. This is, uh, it's not something I've tried before. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, like normally when we see her do something like this, right, it's always round. So I think she's trying to like pull it, maybe make it like angular. But you can see as she's like, she's moving her hands around it kind of a lot, like fingers out, like moving them in and out. And it almost looks like a, if a a ball of yarn could move where it has like, it's like changing shape, but it's not holding anything steady at all. But it is different than it was before she was asked to try to do this thing. But you can see that she's struggling to try to hold it still.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So it does seem you are able to control the flows of your magic. But let's try something a little bit more difficult. I would like you to, say, extrude it into a single, impossibly thin line of magic. And we'll see what sort of shape it can manage. And for this, I'd like you to roll, let's let's, let's do Freak, because that seems to be the, the Nova label.
3: Yes. All right. And I got a nine. So I think she's not touching it directly with her fingers, but she's pulling it in a motion with her fingers. Like you're grabbing like a string and pulling it apart, but it's not, I don't think it's thin, but it is stretching not wire thing like not wire thin like strict like a strict's asked it to be
1: so what I'm imagining is it kind of looks like you're playing with dough and making it longer as you kind of use your your fingers to mime shaping it out.
3: Oh yeah. I think with that uh analogy in mind, it's it might be even like sagging a little bit in the middle. Like it's not like it's it's sinking under its own weight kind of thing. Like it's not um like, it's dough. Like, a, like, if you were having pizza dough and you're stretching it, it's sloppy looking.
1: Strix, from there, tries to, like, talk you through a little bit of how to to do it, how to try and pick up that that little sag in the middle. And as you're concentrating on that, some of your magic, like, escapes your control and shoots straight towards Florian. And Florian just very calmly sidesteps it, and then acts like nothing happened.
4: You should relax more. Your body is very
3: tense. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen.
4: It is no problem, Miss Juni Haraway. I have seen worse. But be sure to take a deep breath and relax more. I'm sure it will help. And you can see her still, still
3: trying to, like grasp and pay attention to the string, but she does try to take the advice and take a deep breath.
4: Ah, yes. Mr. Haraway, you have that phone call you were talking about? They're waiting for you.
1: Of course, Mr. Wilson. (sighs) I was hoping that he would call after the training, but I suppose I can't leave him waiting for too long. Juniper, uh, if you just wait for me just for just a moment... Hopefully I can get this done quickly.
3: Yeah, of course.
1: And Junie will know at least a Mr. Wilson, Noah's dad.
3: Oh shit, yes. I I almost forgot that, but she would not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Junie knows why Noah's dad would be calling.
3: Definitely not.
1: But that does uh, kind of pique your interest as he walks away, leaving you and... Florian to uh, discuss if you want to.
4: What do you think, Charlie? You got anything? I mean, I'll leave it up to you if uh, Juniper wants to ask any questions. I don't want to say Juniper.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're so in character. I was thinking that, I think, and realizing, thinking Wilson. Oh, like Noah's dad. I do think she has like another flare-up, but this time it goes up towards the ceiling. Almost like a spark shoots off the string because as you may as listeners may remember Juni discovered her powers playing at like on a playground with Noah and ended up hurting him in the process so there is some <laughs> emotional baggage caught up with that name but she tries to after that happens she looks at Florian and she says i'm sorry and then she goes back to trying to manipulate it
4: it's okay i
3: understand if certain
4: subjects are touchy
3: uh, I, I don't know why you would say that. And she pushes the strings back together uh, to make them more like the ball that she started with.
4: Do you require anything if I can help in any way?
3: Uh, and and she's like, she's starting again from the ball and pulling them out. Uh, do you have magic yourself or are you just uh, experienced talking about magic or... Florian just smiles, but doesn't answer the question. Uh, and then Judy uh, witnessing this is like, okay, well, I'll just internally just like, okay, well, I'll just try to focus and goes back to pulling the thread.
1: Totally not shady at all. It's fine.
3: <laughs> totally not shady.
4: Also, I don't I want to be sure that I don't know if fans remember, but Noah is Oof, Phantom's other self.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. Yes, everyone. <laughs> this is <the> most important. <laughs>
4: Because I don't
1: know if people remember that Phantom's name or original name was Noah Wilson. Okay. So it takes 15, 20 minutes for Strix to come back. And at about the same time, Florian leaves while Strix continues to try and kind of talk you through this training session. And another maybe 15 minutes or so, Florian comes back.
4: Excuse me, Miss Jeannie Haraway, there's a Mr. Jess Quint here to see you. Uh,
3: I guess I, I, and I look over at Strix, I, I guess I better see what's up.
1: Yes, of course. It, we have been at this for a while and you know what you need to improve on this exercise at home. Um, shall we call it homework then?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds good.
1: And mix aggressed will show you to the the elevator.
4: Yes. <laughs> I think Florian leads the way.
3: Yeah, I think she, uh, as gently as possible, tries to dissipate the magic that they were working with and uh, walks out after Florian.
1: So when you get down to, like, the, the lobby of this apartment building, you see... Quint sort of just like leaning against the wall that the, the elevator doors are in so when you walk out you see him to the to the side of you and uh, he just goes hey and he is wearing his Nova Squad uniform
3: wait is that an is that an Aegis uniform
1: technically it's something a little new but I actually wanted to Ask you something. Oh, uh, how did training with uh owl grandpa go? And I don't think Quint was supposed to know about this.
3: <laughs> uh uh It's uh training with Strix is going fine. Uh what uh what's up? What would uh she looks kind of awkward like trying to like she's trying to ask, like what are you doing here without being rude. <laughs> What's up, Quint? Is is there a something wrong?
1: First off, I, I hope you didn't think that someone could just pawn off millions of dollars in jewels and not show up on Aegis Radar, did you?
3: Okay, but like I didn't know that you were looking at Aegis Radar, so
1: It kind of just popped up. I guess it's one of the, the perks of being an officer.
3: An officer?
1: It's complicated. Um, hey, um I was thinking that you might be interested in something. And he hands you a folder that just has the, the logo of Nova Squad on it.
3: Uh and she's looking at it. I've I've never seen this logo before. This isn't this doesn't look like a sidekicks thing. Like what? I guess you've said you were an officer.
1: Yep, earned my bars and everything. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means, I don't actually care.
3: And Judy just points to the part of the uniform that has the bars and it's like, it's right there. If you did any sidekick things, you'd know how to read it.
1: Yeah, whatever. So, you remember Speedy, Gamma Burst, the, the one that helped out during the, the whole thing when we got back? I may have talked her into starting something new. And turns out the multiverse needs a couple of protectors. And... I'm thinking maybe you could be useful for that. And, you know, I kind of like you. You're cool.
3: And you can see that she's, like, grinning. Like, Quint admitted that he thought someone else was cool. And she's just like, okay, uh, fill me in. Cool.
1: And I think that would be a great great place to cut it for that. With Junie reading that folder with the, the Nova Squad logo and walking with Quint away.
3: I can't believe Quint complimented Judy. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so next up, I would like to do thermite scene. Hello, hello. We will start immediately after one of Sarah's volleyball games. And you are headed straight into a sidekick speeding. Would you like bother changing into a full uniform here? Or are you just going to like put on your mask? What does Sarah slash thermite look like as she enters the the scene here?
2: What it is, is like, she's got the volleyball uniform, which are generally, you know, they're kind of light. So I was honestly thinking like for just a, a quick meeting, she could just throw the Aegis jacket over top of it and like throw on some pants over it, over the, over the shorts. Just real quick, look the part. Don't need to like make sure everything's in place for one of these like check ins, you know? So as she comes in, uh, she's, she does have the, the respirator on because that's just, you know, uh, she's very, uh, you play how you practice. So anytime she's working on Aegis business at this level, mask on no exceptions. So she comes in, she is wearing her Aegis uniform and, and respirator.
1: Awesome. So when you come into the office, you see Senior Special Agent Popo Katepetl sitting behind her desk and tenant Ochoa, who is in charge of sidekicks, waiting for you there as well. And this is a bit of a surprise to you. Uh, you weren't expecting inspection. He just does this every so often. Well, howdy there, um, Special Agent Thermite, right? Please, please don't be alarmed. Uh, I'm just here to check up on y'all. It's been a minute, Lieutenant Choa. It's an honor to have you, Special Agent Thermite,
2: reporting for duty.
1: Well, no, no need to be so formal. Like I said, just just checking up on y'all. But uh, I I do think we are still waiting
5: on on your your other uh, mentee, Special Agent Public Capital. She is annoyed. She gets a her, her body language is I don't wanna be here. I think she rolled her eyes when when Termite like addressed addressed the agent properly. And she she's wearing like her whole body is covered in this like magma around her. And she's wearing like she's not she's not really wearing uniforms, she's wearing like her super uniform, like they... She was in the middle of something, now she's here, and she's like... Me and... Uh, Mr. Quint... We have an understanding about... How busy our lives can be. I will... Fill them in... Into... Any important business now if we could please move along
1: well all right that's a a bit unusual but well according to our records here you are one of our star mentors (sighs) now that uh, you have special agent thermite here you have two of our top five scoring sidekicks and I, i can only assume it's all because of you
2: Quintessential is top five?
5: Yeah. Quint is very good at what he does. And so are you, Termite. I'm... I just... I help when I can, but... They basically take care of themselves. She, like, stretches back a little bit. Very impatient, always moving something. Either her hand or her leg. Like... So very well. Uh... What can I help you
1: with? Well, I was actually kind of hoping I could maybe see one of your sessions and maybe find out what the the secret ingredient in your mentorship is. Because uh, just on the down low, some of our mentors aren't quite as good as you are. You know what?
2: Lieutenant Ochoa, I think that's a wonderful idea.
5: She shoots you a look. Termite uh, how you been? Anything to report? How's uh, softball going? Um ball bo- bo- volleyball. How's volleyball? I was yeah, how's volleyball? balls, I don't yeah.
2: It only took you what three seconds to correct yourself this time?
5: You know, getting better every day. So are you, by the way.
2: We're all about improvement here at Sidekicks. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it went well. We won today. Good. I, uh, you know, pulled punches as I gotta, but... Good. Everyone safe? Everyone sound? Yep. There were no fatalities at the preliminary high school volleyball
5: game. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say fatalities? Well, there weren't any. Do you never Do you never ask about fatalities? That feels if you never ask about fatalities, that might be what your problem is. You need to ask about fatalities because then you have fatalities.
2: We make it a point to be very thorough around
5: here. Uh Uh-huh. She like, she, she gives you a small smile. Like you Marv. Okay.
2: I feel, <laughs> I feel like a, a waiter at a restaurant that Gordon Ramsey is in. I feel like this is absolutely that vibe. I'm just like, Oh, I have the chance to like dig at the, at the management now.
1: <laughs> I am I, loving this just so everyone's aware. Well, fa- fatalities is a bit strong. Normally we keep track of a uh, uh, casualties, so that includes, you know, injuries as well as more than injuries. Did you injure anyone?
5: She turns to you.
2: Um, I mean, I think I jammed my finger in the door on the way out. Does that count?
5: Oh, yeah. Does it feel? Do you need me to tape it up? I have. She opens the uh, drawer. I think I have some uh, band-aids. You want
2: to? No, no, I don't need a
5: band-aid. Good, good soldier. Um, What? So, and she, like, moves around a little bit and goes, uh, okay, how are your powers coming? Any unexpected side effects so far? Anything new? I know that. And I think she shines a little brighter when she says this that like the red that's her skin looks like crack marble and all the cracks have red in it. Uh, and she gets like a light brown skin. I know all the, side effects, complications that heat related powers can have. No, um,
2: can't really say there's been anything, uh, I mean, I certainly haven't gotten any less durable. Have you been sleeping well? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not tracking it. You
5: don't don't wake up in the middle of the night. Your bed's on fire, or there's a huge burn mark on your mattress.
2: Uh, no. I, well, I'm pretty sure I would have noticed that, so I, I feel pretty confident in saying that no. Yeah,
5: consider lucky. I would say like, I I took the blinds away just in case because I I got caught in the blind swans. I think it depends if you snore. I snore? Oh, I don't. So when I snore, yeah. yeah uh, do I don't think I do that might be it. Okay. Okay, that's good though. Cuz when I snore that's when the the smoke starts coming out. Mm. I've I've had to take in precautions, but yeah, just, you know, eat healthy, keep keep exercising. I have no idea if that affects the snore, but I'm pretty sure it does. So just, you know, healthy living habits. Uh, what did you, what's your last meal? Tell me what your last Um, meal was. And she picks up a notepad.
2: Well, I Uh had lunch in the cafeteria today. um, So the same. Okay.
5: Okay. okay. Risky. but Sure.
2: Risky. They don't let us eat anywhere else.
5: You can uh, bring in like uh, your own lunch.
2: I'm still going to eat it in the cafeteria.
5: I mean, okay. But what did you have? Don't be a smart ass with me.
2: We have fun here. We have fun here. I had one of those terrible chicken patties. Just the ones they always
5: have. Oh. You know. Oh. Why didn't you ask for the fish? I don't like fish. No, fish is good for you. I'm going to make a note. Fish is good for you. you Got to have those uh, omega-3 fatty asses, right? Yes. Yes. It's fish, fire, both start with F. It's great. <sighs> you You would think that stuff doesn't work, but like, you know. Historia historia de the mujer vieja. Old wife style. Works all the time. Fish and fire. I I may not have powers, but is that really how, how that works? Just things that start the same letter? Not everything, just sometimes. It's it's a lot of a feeling. You know?
1: I I get it. A feeling start, starts with an F. Yeah,
5: yep, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Feelings fire fish. She closes the notebook. I think we're done for today. Uh, the Thank you so much. I do need to go uh, save some people. So I will see you next time. And she starts getting up. This whole time, Joa has been taking like fervent mm-hmm. notes.
2: Just, uh, just as productive as always.
5: Love you, kid. You're great. She says not looking at you as she leaves the room. Remember what he said? No, no snoring. snoring. No fish. I heard. Yes, fish. No snoring.
2: Oh, whatever.
5: You're great. Love working with you.
1: Any other questions, Lieutenant? Well, that 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 F thing was kind of out of left field. Oh, starts with an F, <laughs> but uh. Um, I, I think I, I got everything I need. I, I do wish Quintessential was here as well, but, you know, sometimes you can't have it all.
2: Yes, I suppose you can't. I'm going to head out now.
1: H- have yourself a good rest of your evening. Uh, good job on that uh, that volleyball game. Uh, don't worry, I'll remember that. Oh, thank you. Someone has to.
2: <sighs> and she just kind of like, shoves her hands in her pockets and turns around and leaves. And just like every other time Thermite gets pissed off like this. Uh, she heads for the gym at the high school. It's late enough in the day that there's no practices or anything in there, no games. And she's just going to head over to the, the, the ball closet and pull out the big bin of volleyballs, set up the net, And she stands at one end behind the line, takes a deep breath, chucks the volleyball up, and just starts practicing serves. And, you know, just one after the other, just trying to get it just right. But the entire time, she's like still seething about all of that. And at one point, she kind of just lets one absolutely rip over the net, just way, way like home run
1: distance. As soon as you hit this, you realize what you've done, and like you close your eyes waiting for the the sound of impact and expecting like the the wall to give way, but it never comes. Instead you hear footsteps coming towards you and the the voice of Quint. Huh. You know, if you keep hitting balls like that, you're gonna take a wall out. And your ball is impaled on a psychic spear he's holding. She stands up, kind of puts her hands on her hips and goes,
2: quintessential. Just call me Quint. I hear we're uh, mentee buddies. You know, I was starting to wonder what you looked like because I had no other way to know. Quint gets a text message.
1: Eat more fish. (laughs) (laughs) Does she tell you to eat fish, too? Showing you the the text message.
2: Yes. Lieutenant Ochoa showed up at our check-in, which I guess makes one of you.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess I probably should show up to one of those someday. Maybe.
2: Although I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to stand being in a room and being the only one who wants to be there.
1: You know, I, I really do think Achoa loves his job. So at least you got have you have that in common. Why are you here? Why?
2: Why are you hanging out in the gym? Like, if you had all this time, you should have just come to the meeting. Yeah, but I didn't want to. You know, sometimes it's not about what you want.
1: Like, I'm not doing this for me. See. I don't really think eating more fish will make me a better hero. Whatever. I should should have figured there was no point. Look,
2: thanks for catching the volleyball. Thanks for saving the school, some infrastructure money. I'm going to pack up and go home.
1: Hold oh, hold on. I've got something for you. And this is when he hands out the Nova squad folder to. The
2: hell is this?
1: This is a new team that I think you might be interested in, and I think you'd be a good fit for it.
2: Uh, what? She takes it, just like staring at it.
1: I know I don't talk to, uh, what is it, senior, special agent, Popo capital all that often, but even in our handful of text exchanges, she talks highly of you. So I was thinking I'd invite you to my new team. And I think because uh, Quint has been wearing his uniform for this because he's doing official work and I think this might be the time that you notice his shiny new bar. Hey,
2: Quintessential.
1: Just call me Quint.
2: I'm sorry, I don't think I will. After all, protocol would dictate. That I call you by your rank instead. She's looking through the folder and she gives him this look. She stares up at him and she goes,
1: senior special agent hero. And Quint just sighs. Well, welcome to Nova Squad. And I think that's a good place to cut it. So this scene starts with the camera kind of looking over like a busy street and an overpass. On that overpass, there is someone in a black and green, I think the term is a cyber goth outfit with a very obvious wig to look like it has like steel cables in it and stuff like that. Um, and he is dancing to music that he has playing and people are like dropping money into a, like a hat he has on the ground. And then the, the camera focuses back onto the street and you see a armored truck driving down towards the overpass. And then the next thing you see is this dance person, dancing person, like going over the railing and then jumping onto that armored truck that truck starts, like, just vibrating until one of the wheels falls off. And then this armored truck, like, careens into a park and eventually hitting a tree, which kind of tilts just enough to know that it's done some damage there. And as the the dust is... Clearing, you see like a plaque next to it saying that this is like a historical heritage tree that just got damaged, and this cyber goth guy just runs with like comical bags of of money with like the dollar signs on it, and this is when Phantom shows up. But but what does this look like? Oh, I
4: think Phantom looks essentially. How they uh, annoy me, do, They float down. They're not wearing their hood. They're, uh, I think they were invisible. They put the hood down so that you can see that they're wearing a Quince a classic, iconic mask on their face. And they kind of float down right in front of him and says, stop the criminal. <laughs> I, you can't do this. It's a crime to steal money, even though I don't really understand the value of money quite yet, but I know it's a bad thing, so you shouldn't do it.
1: Like he looks at you for a moment and just kind of keeps running.
4: Uh, I'm going to go after him and pick him up.
1: Let's get a danger roll from Phantom.
4: I'm so good. I will attend.
1: So that means that you're not the one who's going to uh, be messed up here. But as you are going in to try and nab this person, I would like someone new to enter the scene and also at the same time try and stop this criminal. Uh, Could you uh, describe this person for us, Siobhan? Yeah, so uh, we see... um
3: you can't really see much about her, but we see a, a Latino uh, college-age woman uh, wearing athleisure, but also a hoodie over her head and a uh, a bandana for a mask. Um, clearly, uh, someone who looks like they are new to superheroing, but trying it. <laughs> yeah, what that person said, stop right here. This person is not showing any... Uh, superhuman abilities. They are just acting like a normal person, tackling someone. Okay,
1: so Phantom floats in and picks up this guy, but the the forward momentum is still there for a little bit. And as this new character tries to go for the tackle, pretty much all three of you get tangled up and hit the ground. Ow! The hell? Who the hell are you guys?
4: Uh, I'm ghost. Of course, who else would I be? <laughs> ghost. Yes, ghost. Trying <laughs> you know. to
1: I I think he is trying to get up now and trying to untangle himself from you guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, so the other person involved can feel this person struggling and she while not a uh, not a person who knows how to wrestle is trying to stop him, grabbing his legs, and said, "I'm a I'm I'm tree hugger, and I'm not gonna let you get away with this."
1: What the hell? You both have such terrible names.
3: Hey, yeah. What's your name? Is yours so just rental? I'm workshopping mine. Okay, it's work in progress.
1: Yeah, head back to that workshop.
4: Hey, listen here.
1: At phantoms, like, what do you call yourself? He smiles and uh, puts a hand on both of you. Call me Aftershocks with an X because it's cool. (laughs) Both of you just start vibrating to the point that, like, you lose balance and get dizzy. And he uses the opportunity to try and run.
4: I think once I regain my composure, I'm going to uh, go into, I'm gonna, uh, take from my utility belt, uh, and, uh, take, like, a little, like, it looks like a little ball, and just throw it at him, so, like, open up a net to catch him.
1: Cool, uh, give me another danger roll, or... Uh,
4: could I use my, uh, always prepared move instead?
3: Isn't that for unleashing powers?
1: I can work with that for this.
3: All right, uh... Like rolled the five.
1: I, I I I love this.
3: Yeah, Charlie rolled a two and a one, so that wouldn't have.
1: <laughs> so this little ball, you didn't quite tune it quite right, and it doesn't open when it hits him. Instead, it bounces back towards Evelyn, who gets caught up in this net.
4: I'm I'm so sorry. I
1: uh <laughs> losers. Uh. Hey! And uh, this guy is gonna run away.
4: This is why I should stick to stealing things. Uh, a little help? Oh, oh yeah, see yeah. That she's like trying to untangle herself from the net. Of course, of course. Uh, here, uh, let me let me help you with that. I- I'm so sorry. I uh, I'm so I'm new to all of this. You know, I'm, I'm giving it my best try. I think my f- friends would want me to do it, and you know, I- I'm trying to be at least better than them not better than them i, I don't know why it's uh, better for them uh, uh, here you go uh she chuckles and and she
3: uh she reaches her hand out to shake it and she's like yeah i'm i'm trying to make the world a better place too i'm i'm also pretty new at uh the, this style of, of trying to do that she gestures at the face mask <laughs> the ban- she's wearing a band- green bandana as if it's a, a mask
4: I think you're doing a great job. Uh, I do think he's getting
3: away. Oh, right. Do they just both start sprinting after him together? I mean, I guess Phantom isn't running, but.
1: Does Evelyn have any any sort of like bag of tricks to try and do anything here?
3: Um, You know, I think she has on her like a smaller backpack than like a hiker's pack, but that kind of thing like a camelback that has storage in it type thing. And maybe she has like a hiker's rope or something that she is like pulling out to throw. If he gets close enough, I guess, if if we're gaining on him enough.
1: Yeah, let's say that that just, that works since uh, you're an NPC and uh, let's not have you roll. But that gives Phantom one last opportunity. Uh, What do you want to do here? He gets tripped up by this rope and uh, he's still some distance away, but how are you actually going to try and stop him?
4: That's a great question. I think Phantom is going to turn invisible again to like move in front of him so that when he tries to like... Is he still running? Is he still able to run? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I think he gets tangled up and, but, and falls, but I don't think he is like tied up.
4: Okay, I think Phantom Invisible is going to come over and try and like pick him up by the rope to like kind of hang him from a tr- nearby tree. Wait, wait, wait. That the tree's endangered, not that one. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll pick a different tree.
3: Maybe not use the trees at all. Uh, you can tell that she's genuinely conflicted and trying to stop this guy, but also not wanting to do anything to the trees.
4: Oh, uh, then, um, there's a rock over here I can tie him to.
1: Come on, you! I'm getting caught by you two? What is this, amateur hour? I couldn't even get a real superhero? Well,
3: buddy, sounds like you're also an amateur, I guess. Couldn't think of
1: anything, Woody. I mean, I've kind of done this before. I just kind of had someone showing me the ropes before.
4: Well, I'm going to show you these ropes.
1: (sighs) Was that grown in character?
4: Sure. Listen, you're no plump of strawberry yourself, okay?
1: What the hell does that mean?
4: I'm not going to explain to you what it means.
1: I can't decide if it's, like, condescending or sexual.
4: It's, it's certainly condescending. Are you sure? Why would it be? Yes!
1: Mm. At this point, he's going to try and reach up and hold onto the rope and it starts making it vibrate. So if you're holding onto it, it's starting to get harder to hold. Stop
4: vibrating. No. I wish someone else was here. This is a lot harder than breaking into high-tech laboratories.
1: I thought you were a hero. Uh,
4: I, I said I was new can
3: see a tree hugger giving them a side eye. Like, what? What? who is this person?
1: <laughs> you, you know what? Just, just put me down. You can have the money and I'm just going to... I'll just leave, all right? We, we good?
3: No, dude. I think you should do some community service. You caused a pretty bad damage to that tree over there. You know, we don't have many daions in California. Yeah, nature is important.
1: It's just a palm tree.
3: It's not. That tree... Its species is older than the dinosaurs were. Taking care of nature is very important, you know.
1: Wait, wait. I thought she was the tree hugger and you the ghost.
3: I, I can care about nature, too. Everyone should care about nature.
4: Exactly. I mean, you turn around and suddenly 90% of people are dead because global warming came and destroyed the planet. Yeah, that's, that could happen. It could. We don't take better
3: care of the earth. It's not going to take care of us. Exactly. You know, you're
4: pretty sweet foxes, Tree hugger. Uh, thank you. You're welcome.
1: Sweet foxes?
4: Yeah, sweet. Why oh, wouldn't Feedback or Quint say? You're, well, I guess Quint wouldn't stop being salt, Tree hugger. You're pretty neat. Who, me? No, not you! Why would I compliment you? You're a villain!
1: Uh thank you. i I honestly don't know what's going on right now. This is this is really weird.
3: I think Tree Hugger has like pulled out a cell phone and is like trying to call Aegis now to like call this one in on like their tip line, be like, Hey, we got a a thief or something.
1: Not too long after that. This guy's still going to try and talk to you guys and be really Weirded out by you guys both. Uh, <laughs> but when an Aegis an Aegis van comes in and Evelyn won't recognize Quint, but Phantom will, but Quint is actually the one who comes out of the passenger side seat as someone else comes out to arrest Aftershocks with an X because it's cool.
3: Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> and he, he goes to thank... Evelyn, first you the one that uh that caught this guy
3: uh d- not by myself, uh,
4: uh they helped me, gesturing at phantom
1: would phantom okay. be invisible at this point
4: I think phantom <laughs> I think Phantom would be uninvisible by this point,
1: so Quint looks up at you. It only takes a second for him to you stole my mask,
4: ah. Uh, no, why would I steal your mask, Quince?
1: <laughs> Thanks for the, the assist here. Do you have a an official code name yet?
3: Uh, I've I've been using Tree Hugger. Tree Hugger. It's a it's a work in progress, but
1: good work. I mean, except for that tree back there. What is it? A a giant diune?
3: Yep, that's the one. How do you know that?
1: Dad did a benefit concert for them once. And they're cool pamphlets.
3: Wow, I'm surprised the kid your age has read one. Anyway, they're very cool. You should look at it. Look it up.
1: Yeah, but what what's with this dinosaur clip art?
3: <laughs> Do you have it out on your phone yeah, right now? It you know, uh, people like pictures of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are pretty sweet foxes.
1: It doesn't look like there's too much damage to it. I'm sure we can get it straightened out.
3: I mean, we better. That tree was planted in the 1900s, so be ashamed to see it die because of a car crash.
1: Quint is going to hand you an Aegis card. It's not like his personal business card, but it's the Aegis Hero Support Line. If you're looking to keep up with the hero business, you might need a, a few helping hands, and reach out when you need it.
3: All right, I'll consider it. She.
4: Takes the card.
1: And then he calls, Phantom, we need to talk.
4: Wow, look at the time. I have Phantom. to uh, What do you, what do you want, Quinn? I'm sorry I stole your mask.
1: Do you do you hand it back to him?
4: Yes. <laughs> I think Evelyn has walked away at
1: this mm. point.
3: <laughs> Clear cl- clearly there's something happening between these two people.
1: <laughs> what what are you doing out here?
4: I just thought that, you know, after spending all this time with all of you, I would try and and see what it was like to be a superhero. I don't think I did that bad.
1: Huh. Well, if you want to be a hero, maybe you might want to consider working with some people that, you know, you can work with and he hands you the Nova squad folder.
4: What makes you think I would work with Aegis?
1: Because I'm the one leading it. Uh, what? Yeah.
4: What are you doing?
1: The multiverse has threats in it that some universes aren't equipped to handle.
4: You don't need to tell me about the multiverse, Quint. I think I know more than you.
1: Quint just smiles at you and goes, yeah. That's why I want to recruit you.
4: Well, I guess if you're going to be traversing the multiverse, if you left me behind, I would hunt you down. And that's a threat.
1: Thanks, random. I got it.
4: <laughs> I'm just making sure. Quit. <laughs> All right. If, if it's with you, I guess I wouldn't mind working. With Aegis. But don't be too much into that, of course.
1: If it helps, Mystic is joining us too.
4: That's good. That's good.
1: So, what the hell are you calling yourself out here with, you know, your quote unquote borrowed mask?
4: Well, I was going with ghosts because, you know, ghosts in the other dimension was pretty cool. And I thought maybe. You know, if I could be like them <laughs> a little bit. Although they were an assassin, which is not super heroic, so...
1: Ghosts. You know, speaking of ghosts, and I, I think that's where we cut it there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to RPW, where we are in the middle of a match with... Laosa, and Brave Lion. It's me again, the professor, on the commentating booth, and next to me, we have Terry Violence Gonzalez. Thank you for having me, professor. Of course, this match is... it's been quite entertaining. Uh, It's hard to tell who's going to be winning. Well, those are the best kind of matches, aren't they? I'm assuming that you are rooting for your, your mentee, uh, Laosa. Well, I tell you what, professor,
2: it's not so much rooting as it is trust, you know? Cause if Laosa puts everything into practice that I taught,
1: then easy victory. Let me just say that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what's, uh, what will happen. And then the, the camera switches back to In the Ring. Could you describe
5: uh, Laosa here for us? Yeah, I think Laosa has a uh, brown and black, like, singlet and a, and a mask. A brown and mask, she has, like, an angry bear face on her face. She has... Uh, not a, lot of long, not a lot of hair, just a little bit of tough of hair coming in the back and kind of in a pony. And uh, she, yeah, she has like a, a brown singlet. We have like bear, bear paws and bear scratches, like on the pattern everywhere. And I think she, um, I think right now she's like working over a body part. Like maybe she knocked the other person down and she's like working over the leg, just like. Uh, doing knee strikes at the leg, doing like dropping herself on the leg, Re- really, really working that uh, that body part. Let's let's give uh, Laosa a danger roll to see how the match progresses. That's a seven.
1: There is an exchange of blows. It gets to a point where you have your opponent, Brave Lion. Like on the the mat, and
5: um, is Laosa a high flyer at all? Do you do? Uh... Yeah, no, I think I think Laosa is more maybe Ray Lion is more high flyer. also is more like grounding, uh, grounding, like grabbing the high flyers, putting them down, and like slowly, slowly working them so that then the the high flyers when you know when they when it's their turn for their comeback, they like escape of like. A submission or just like a very slow old school like breakdown of body parts so let, let's rewind that a little bit so
1: what happens is that brave lion is starting to get on top of things and gets you dazed to the point where she's comfortable getting onto the turnbuckle and tries to do a move from there jumping off the turnbuckle and you catch her and put her on the ground, and now...
5: Yeah, I I see she was going for, like, a frog splash, so as she, like, opens her body up for the frog splash, I catch her, and with her own momentum, turn myself over and make that into a slam. So, with the momentum of her flying, I grab her, and then, basically, I fall with her, falling on top of her.
1: You know what? Let's actually have that go for... Because this isn't worldwide wrestling, uh, we'll have the the match actually ended there with you pinning brave lion from that that counter and back at the, the commentating booth well that that match was not what i was expecting brave lion definitely had the momentum there the crowd was going wild only for Laosa to turn it around
5: i i think Laosa's still on on the on the ring and still like going to town despite the bell ringing Just, like, still, like, kicking and punching at a Brave Lion who's on the floor. Eventually, uh, more officials come
1: out to, like, pull you away from Brave Lion. And Terry, is is this what you teach your students? The, The match is already over. Well, you know, there's
2: really no accounting for taste here, but sometimes... Sometimes messages need to be sent.
5: Yeah, and like, Osa is like yelling as she's being taken back to the locker room. She's like, I'll take on anyone! Any one of you! Come! Any one of you! I'll take on all of you! I'll break you down! And there we
1: have it, Losa wins another match with the Brave Lion. Though, did she take it too far?
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna have to decline to comment on that one.
1: <laughs> well that's to be expected. Violence. Oh, please call me Terry.
5: <laughs> Alright,
1: so the, the the camera um goes into the back room now and you see Brave Lion, new bruises
5: starting to form, but that was a great match. Yeah, no, you doing okay? I I think one of those kicks at the end, I slipped, and you, you're doing good. I didn't really hit you, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm good. Um, it'll sting in the morning, but, you know, that's what uh, ibuprofen is for, right?
5: Yeah, no, hey, you got so much air in that last frog splash. I, like, legitimately got scared I was going to be able to catch you. God, yeah, and
1: I, I thought I was going to miss. I'm, I'm glad you were able to catch me.
5: Yeah, yeah I thought you, you were just going to like hit my head and then tomorrow or like whenever he uploads it we'd be end up in Bachamania again. We we don't want to do that. Yeah uh
1: God. But you know, me and a couple of the other uh the others are, are going out for uh uh for dinner after this. Uh w- would you like to join us?
5: Uh yeah no uh that'd be great. I've been like training a lot and it'd be nice to do you have a break? Great.
1: you've been to uh Rancho Potato before, right? You know, would you believe me if I said I didn't? I haven't. <laughs> don't worry. Um we can this will it'll be great. They have these great, well, potatoes.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we can get some starches. I I don't go out much. I I anyway. Yeah, so um guess we'll we'll meet you there. Okay, wrench of potato. I'm
1: sure that won't be hard to find. Cool. Uh, so she leaves, and um, I think as you are yourself exiting, Quint is doing his cool lean on the wall that the door's on, and um, you walk out and see him.
5: You know, you're not allowed to be here, right? Yeah, but I can usually talk my way into places. How can you talk your way into a rut? Re- Anyways... What do they think you're a rough? You have the body for it. <laughs> What's up,
1: Clint? You know that that was a, a great match. I really did think that uh I, I thought
5: Brave Lion had it and Thank you. Yeah. It you know, that's the thing. The is in the chase, as they say, I I beat them up, I make the audience angry and mad, and then when they finally beat me, that's the big payoff. Yeah, you're doing great. But how
1: would you feel about doing some, you know, real good instead? As, not as Laosa, but as Espanto. And I think he hands you the folder.
5: I don't say that. Don't say that out loud. You shouldn't be here. She, like, looks through the folder. What's this?
1: A new program that Aegis is starting, and I think you'd
5: be a great fit for it. She, like, looks at you and gives you a folder back. You know, I don't... You know, I'm not... I want to help people. And because of this, and, like, I... I want to help people, but, like, I have a life. I have obligations. I have matches. I have bookings. I have training camps. I can't just, like, walk up and leave. Who's going to pay my rent? What am I supposed to tell everyone? I actually got like an injury in the last match, or something. How how long is this like coming back? Is this a, a week? What? Why do you need me? Because you can do things
1: that I've never seen anyone else do. She like
5: looks at stuff and looks around. So. Like, looks at the at the folder. We'll talk about it. Buy me dinner. We'll talk about it. Is that all it's going to take? Absolutely. Convince me during dinner, But If if anyone asks... Are you still... This is me, Fabi. Are you still wearing, like, your Aegis uniform or just wearing casual I clothes? I think uh, for this, if he had to sneak his way into uh, the back, he's in his casual clothes. Okay. Good. Uh, just... If anyone asks your a friend of mine or whatever, uh fuck, I wasn't supposed to go out. Uh do you know a place where we can eat nearby that's not Rancho potato? I can think of a few places. Don't worry, uh, I, I I I've got uh I've got the bill. Okay. You good, because I'm starving and it's gonna have to be a long meal if you're gonna convince me that I need to leave here. How does this even work? You know, uh, I've got someone that you should meet uh, if you're
1: really interested in knowing how this works. And, you know, there, there's you guys have something in common.
5: What? They're an athlete? Uh, they're a wrestling fan? You're both into ghosts. I'm not into ghosts. I see ghosts. Very different. Yeah. Close enough. Fine, let's go. Tell me about your ghost friend. Cool, that is a great place to end the, the episode.
1: Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Espanto, a.k.a. Laosa, a.k.a. Martina Bosquez, the Janice, is played by Fabi Garza. She can be found at, at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter or as a cast member of Idolon Playtest. Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at SpellboundMage as Direct Impact of Splinter Division on Protean City Comics or at twitch.tv/slash runaway sorcery. Phantom, the brain, is played by Charlie. She can be found on Twitter as at Magical Pride or on Sir Podcasts at, at PrepodEngage or at Devoid of Space. Quintessential Hero, the Soldier, is played by me, Eric, who also edits this podcast. I can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, and my work can be heard on the shows Arcadia, California, and Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. Special Agent Thermite, the soldier, is played by Olivia. She can be found on Twitter at at Livy Cottle, or heard on Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. And our dimensional tour guide and showrunner is Lee. You can find him on Twitter at the of names and as the showrunner-slash-producer for Arcadia, California and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. We can all be found on our Discord server, found at discord.lovnames.com. Otherware is produced by Lovnames Games. Our other projects can be found at lovenames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at MagpieOfficial on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag, on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only, and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast.